is Bloomberg Surveillance. The fear is that policymakers move inward and reverse globalization in the next few years for short-term gain mm-hmm. at long-term pain. If the Fed were to hike rates much too quickly or by too much, um, that could raise off any recovery. The Fed is usually in a situation where they're kind of suggesting to the market, we'd like to raise rates, we'd like to not raise rates, and then if the market agrees with them, they do it. Bloomberg Surveillance, your link to the world of economics, finance, and investment on Bloomberg Radio. Morning, Happy New Year. David Gura and Tom Keene in New York on this, the 3rd of January, 2017, out of the studio today at Eurasia Group's headquarters. Eurasia Group having just released its top risks for 2017 this morning. Ian Bremer joins us for the hour to walk us through it, and the report will underpin important conversations with former Treasury Secretary Lawrence Summers, now Charles Elliott University professor at Harvard, Nuriel Rubani, professor of economics and international business at the Stern School at NYU, and Dominic Barton, global managing partner at McKinsey and company. We'll also speak with Roger Rajan of the University of Chicago's Booth School, of course, the former governor of the Reserve Bank of India. It is a heck of a way to kick off it the is. new year. And joining us now, Ian Bremer, founder and president of the Eurasia Group, uh, here this morning. Ian, you've written and talked a lot about a uh, G0 world, uh, and indeed you herald its arrival uh, with this report. First, definitionally, what is it? Uh, and what does that mean for the world? Well, it's a world without leadership. And this year in particular, it's a year where the United States formally rela- renounces um, its uh, responsibilities and obligations uh, from the rest of the world, both in terms of the alliances, which it believes needs to be reset or restructured, um, as well as its commitments to multilateral institutions that the Americans itself set up, both financial institutions, security institutions, big architecture like the UN. That's happening in a world where the Middle East is imploding, where European leadership is very weak, and where the countries that have stronger leadership these days, countries like Turkey, countries like Russia, countries like China, do not share American values, particularly in terms of how politics and economics should be set up. You think about what that means for the global environment. It's the United States this year that actually drives global political risk, something that for the last couple of decades was just unimaginable, right? The Middle East is the place that's unstable. Okay, maybe the Europeans don't have their act together, but the United States you can count on. Well, we've seen a lot of countries over the past year saying we're not so sure we can count on the U.S. Think about failed wars in Iraq and Afghanistan. Think about Obama's failures on Russia or after the Arab Spring. But with the inauguration of President Trump and an America first policy, which is saying these geopolitical problems, they're not American. America's problems. You know, we've got a couple big oceans. We've got Mexico and Canada. Let's build a wall. Let's stop the immigration. Let's not take on those obligations. That drives a tremendous amount of geopolitical risk in 2017. Wonderful set of guests coming up again. And uh, Dr. Bremer with a wide set of top risk and very different than what we saw 12 months ago from Eurasia Group, led by independent America. Something to talk about as we were 17 days away from the uh, the inauguration. I want to look at the data right now. Futures improve up 14 now, up up 19. Dow futures up 156. Not near Dow 20,000. 19,876 with that big pop in the Dow futures. Yields up a solid six basis points on the 10-year, 2.50% in the currency market churning this morning. Dollar stronger. Bloomberg surveillance brought to you by Invesco. Investing isn't about achieving average. It's about achieving goals. Explore high-conviction investing with Invesco at Invesco.com slash high-conviction. David uh, Gura, why don't you jump in? With yeah, Lauren Summers is with us as well, the Charles Elliott University professor at Harvard University, of course, former secretary uh, of the Treasury. Uh, joining us now by phone, uh, Lauren Summers. Let me ask you, uh, central to this report 
the number one risk, indeed, is independent America. What are the economic ramifications of that uh, as you see it? Look, we used to think that financial crises were things that happened in other countries, and then 2008 happened, and financial crises were something that happened in the United States. Then we thought that political risk was something that was a feature of other countries, and now 2016 has happened, and the United States uh, is a source of political risk. The uncertainty premium on everything uh, should uh, go up. You know, historians and political economists have written for a long time about the idea of a populist policy cycle, that populist policies can generate good results for an interval. You stimulate demand, currencies appreciate, hold down uh, prices, and everything looks good. But the other side of the populist policy cycle is that it, uh, the high doesn't tend to last uh too long, and just like repeated dieters, it gets harder and harder to uh, generate uh, growth. So I think the risks here are a slowing global economy, are a U.S. economy that enjoys a brief uh, sugar high, a further diminution in U.S. productivity uh, performance, and above all, a huge increase in uncertainty that leads to a repricing of all sorts of assets. Ian Bremer, I want to ask you about a distinction you draw in this report between isolationism and, and independence. Help us understand the, the distinction uh, there when you look at the direction of, of policy under a, a President Donald Trump. Well, look, I mean, I think, first of all, he himself has rejected the idea that he's an isolationist. Uh, and I think when you look at some of the national security issues, you look at the way he says we're going to blow the hell out of ISIS. Um, you know, I, I certainly see Trump as someone who is prepared to intervene and intervene strongly when he thinks American national interests are in play and in play directly. Uh, he's much more transactional in terms of foreign policy, but his willingness to develop an, an, a relationship that could even be an alliance, certainly strategic alignment with Putin in the near term, doesn't smack of isolationism. What it smacks of is unilateralism. In many ways, it's a more traditional Chinese foreign policy, which is a, hey, don't tell me about about your obligations and responsibilities. I want to do a win-win that works for you, works for me, and everyone else be damned. And, you know, Trump's willingness mm -hmm. to think about terrorism, to think about the global marketplace in ways that is purely and transactionally defined, very narrow, very short term, I think, first of all, is very close to what Larry's concerns mm -hmm. on the global economy, and one that, again, the markets really don't appreciate. Uh, uh, Professor Summers, in the time that we've got left you, we have not addressed the central banks, which are part of Dr. Bremer's study here uh, for his top risks of this year. Help us here with the independence of the American Central Bank. Chair Yellen will face challenges this year. What would be your counsel on how the Fed maintains independence? Look, I, I think there are issues with respect to the Fed, but they are frankly second order compared to the foreign policy issues. Ian is exactly right that it is a mistake to confuse isolationism and truculent nationalism. What is on offer for the United States now appears to be a truculent nationalism that not just will fail to undergird the system, 
but runs the real risk of provoking actions and a cycle of escalation with uh, other major actors uh, in uh, the international system. Look, I think the Fed, I think there's considerable confusion in uh, Trump world about uh, the Fed. Uh, they know they're not enormously respectful of its independence, but they're not sure whether they share the traditional Republican preference for tighter money and higher interest rates or whether they're going to need the lower interest rates and more inflationary policies in order to finance uh, the rather large tax-cutting and defense build-up uh, kinds of plans uh, that they have. So I think it's going to be a very tricky world for uh, the Fed to navigate. I also think uh, that uh, the risks of another financial crisis within the next few years have gone way up, not just because of the changes in the economic environment, but because of the very clear signal being sent that uh, the regulatory uh, impulse, which was obviously much necessary after 2008, um, is under uh, real is under real threat, and that crushing right. of financial uh, regulation, which clearly is the intention of both the Republican Congress and uh, the new uh, administration, also poses risks. And by the way, poses risks not just to the U.S. financial system but uh, to uh, the financial system uh, globally. And so my hope is that the Federal Reserve will remain very strong in support, not of every detail, not of every jot and tittle. There's certainly, particularly where community banks are involved, corrections that need to be made, but will be very supportive well, of the basic thrust of the Dodd-Frank right. legislation around consumer protection and around the uh, right. protection of the capital liquidity position. Well, let's, let's leave it there. Professor Summers, thank you so much for joining us. We will continue with Ian Bremmer. Worldwide, this is Bloomberg. Check now National World Headlines with Michael Barr. Morning, Michael. Good morning, David. Good morning, Tom. Turkey State-run news agency says a total of 14 people are being questioned in the shooting attack against New Year's revelers at an Istanbul nightclub. Police are getting numerous reports of sightings or tips from people following the release of photos of the alleged gunman. President-elect Donald Trump has made it official and picked lawyer Robert Lighthizer to head the U.S. Trade Representative Office. No word yet on what caused the outage with U.S. Customs computers at airports across the nation yesterday. The agency says officers had to use alternative procedures to screen arriving international travelers until the system came back online. Lines at some airports stretched for as long as six hours. Global News, 24 hours a day, powered by more than 2,600 journalists and analysts in more than 120 countries. I'm Michael Barr. This is Bloomberg. David, Tom? Michael Barr, thank you so much. We look at equities, bonds, currencies, commodities, risk on. Futures up 18, Dow futures up 154, with a yield up a solid six basis points, two. Dollars stronger with Euro 103.89. David Gurr and Tom Keene worldwide.
coast to coast. This is Bloomberg. Coming up on Bloomberg Surveillance, more on Eurasia Group's top risks 2017, the geopolitical recession. Don Barton, the global managing partner McKinsey & Company, joins us along with Nuriel Rubini, co-founder and former chairman of Rubini Global Economics. <laughs> 